Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Episode 15 of The Trenches coming your way from your headquarters in Branchy, Massachusetts. As always, I'm Jay Fine, joined by SK and Don Gordon over your in New boys. York right now, zooming in. We are... We love uh, we love having you on. We miss you, but uh, you know he's up in New York doing his thing. What's been going on, guys? We got a lot going on. We got a big week in sports coming up. Had a big week in sports. We got plenty of football to talk about. A little basketball to talk about. But before we got a couple things, right? I know Steve, you had a couple things you wanted to get into. Yeah, I wanted to talk about the other real quick. Uh, I know we really don't talk much baseball. I don't even say any, but much baseball. Right. Um. St. Louis Cardinals, they came off with a 1.8% chance to make the playoffs back in early, early August. These boys clinched it September 28th, 17 straight wins. Crazy. How, how hard is that to do in baseball? Because I don't, I don't know. 17 yeah, straight 17 wins. Straight. That's very, very difficult. Like, I mean... That's it. Honestly, I, I gotta say, I have not probably been paying as you know as much attention to baseball as I should have this year. But seventeen straight wins is difficult. Like that's crazy. Yeah, Absolutely I've never crazy. heard of anything like that. So I just wanted to kick off the show by giving them their props. Yeah, off give them rip. A- I had to give them their props, their claps, all of that. Yeah, we'll give, you know, we'll give it know. to them. They they deserve their claps. Yeah, they yeah, get their claps. I gotta give it to them. Um, and then Manny Manny Pacquiao, he retired. He officially retired today. Bro, hold on, bro. Hold on. Like, how you know what? You know what the most tired thing I've ever heard in my entire life? What's that? Is <laughs> MMA fighters, all them dudes. Oh, I'm retiring now. I'm retired. Motherfucker, you dead. you've been retired five times. All right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't come and tell me you're retired, but we know that if you know Mayweather wants to show up again. Wants to give you the bag, you'd be like, you know what? Politics, you wait a couple months. Let me go. Let me unretire and do it. Get out of here. I don't care. You're you're not retired until you're dead. Freaking Mike Tyson. <laughs> I thought Holy he was retired. Just, like, they just been fighting. People were fighting. Don't come over here and tell me you're retired. You know they dangle a little money in your face. You're gonna jump. So. See, it I is what he, I thought he was retired. Too, I thought he was retired that's, already. That's like, has he little... has he been fighting this whole time? Have we been missing it? No, like, I don't think he has. I, I, I don't think he has. See, that's that's the thing about some of these dudes that do like boxing and MMA is like when they get to the point where like they're big shots and they're fighting for titles, like sometimes they fight like once every eighteen months or like two years, and then it's like, oh, you haven't fought in like two three years. I just assumed you're done. <laughs> Like, but no, you just been taking a break. No, this dude hasn't fought in like how long, Gordon? Do you know how long? I I don't know. I know the last fight was probably the one of the, the Mayweather fight, which was a few years ago, yeah, wasn't I was it? Plus, he's been doing some smaller fights to keep himself in shape. But like, I don't know. Wasn't he like the governor of the Philippines yeah, too? Like, he a yeah, he's yeah. a politician. He's a yeah. politician right now. That's yeah. why I was like, he's retiring <laughs> again. Yeah, I, I heard somewhere to the grapevine he's running. For a higher seat in uh, the Philippines government, I and so I, I think that's what's. I think that might be why this is going on too. I heard heard this somewhere. I'm not exactly sure if he's going for to be the president of the Philippines or what that kind of looks like. But I know he's running for. So that might be like, yo, I know you're doing this, this, but you need to like probably officially retire. We can't have the president or 
or one of our leaders of our country getting his ass beat on TV. Uh, on, on the contrary, <laughs> I think the greatest thing ever would be seeing some na- some nation's president step into the ring and throw throw hands. I mean, come bro, on, the only one that'd can, be crazy. The only one I can do that is Putin, dude. The only one I can do that is Putin and <laughs> nah, get away. Nah, bro, y'all haven't seen this in soccer, bro. What? There was like a president of some country. He paid to like get on the team. Like he and, owns the team, but he like. I don't know what the fucking logistics of it, <laughs> but he was actually a player in an actual game. That He's like, I'm suiting up today, season. guys. And there was nothing that they could say to him. Yeah. Like- so, look, after the match, I think they got their ass whooped like four to one. Bro was out in the locker room handing out money to each of the players. <laughs> He's I, like, he's like, sorry guys, that's my that's my fault. That, that's my fault. Yeah. That's that's my bad. But I've I always wanted a country to, to run. You know, I've always wanted to be goalie for a day. And I couldn't I couldn't stop anything. <laughs> I mean, the yo, power of money right this. there. It's the power of money right there. Right. I mean, it's crazy, right? Like, like, I mean, again, Vladimir Putin. So a Duxbury dad. He uh, Duxbury, they love their hockey. A lot of guys played pro or they played at a high level. Yeah. Uh, the Duxbury dad played for one of the team USA's and they went out and Putin was on the hockey team. I have no idea if he actually was good at hockey or whatever he did, but it, he was on the thing. And basically they told them either it was, I think it was right before the game. They were like, yo, Putin's going to be there. They're going to give him the puck and he's going to score. And looked at him, they were like, yeah, they go, they thought, Oh, you gotta be joking. They went in there, and the guys were trying to speak Russian to him on the ice, but like, yo, you know the deal type shit. And then all of a sudden, he goes and scores. He's like, all right, we can play now. And I'm like, damn, that's so crazy. Like, they really just said, of money, man. so you know, this is how it's going to go down. And like, it is what it is. I'm like, shit, that's wild. It is what it is. That is absolutely is hysterical. Bro, yeah, I just had, we just had to start it off with getting those... <laughs> feel good stuff. Damn. No, I love that. Body. I love I, I love hearing that. And also too, I I think it I don't know, yeah, I think it's hysterical. Uh I mean Putin, I'm just picturing Putin. Like Vlad. Like <laughs> yeah. Vladimir. Yeah. Out on just the de- ice. Just deacon people. What do you have? Security around him too? Were they in skates? The guys oh, like what I feel like I feel like Putin is like I mean, you know, I'm not like pro anything or anything, but I feel like Putin is one of those guys who's just really good. At everything he does, or he's like good enough to fake looking really good. You know what I'm saying? Like type thing. And if anyone tries to say otherwise, it's like, do you not yeah. know? You know, snuffed out. If you say yeah. like, do you not day, know bro. that I like did this, that, and the other thing? Like, <laughs> man, we're gonna get into the logistics of it. I did this, that, and the other thing. <laughs> like Don't you be the other thing. Like, like <laughs> I, I, I would ask that dude. Uh, that Duxbury dad, I'd be like, hey, just out of curiosity, did any of you guys like ask what would happen if you didn't let him score? <laughs> like, like what happens if you don't let him score? Like, was even a like, thought? We were gonna let that motherfucker score. Does the Cold bro, War last off, another fifty off, years? Do... <laughs> All right, we <laughs> what happened, answer. bro? Like, what happens? <laughs> you think I want to not let Vladimir Putin, one of the heads of the KGB, yeah. back in the day, just score when I'm being told do it? And I'm like, you know what? Let that man do it. Right. I do not have that set of skills. I am not the dad from Taken. I cannot handle that business, all right? I'm good. <laughs> or, you, or you go around saying, I'm so good at defense, this dude put a hit out on me. <laughs> One or two ways. Yeah, you, you can spin like it. Throw it into the spin cycle. <laughs> spin zone, spin zone. Oh, oh shit. shit. Uh, 
we got a, we got two basketball things going on real quick. Obviously, I mean, we all know this. We've known it for a while. But the Lakers, you know, they were taking their their team pictures the other day, and they're just an absolute wagon. Just like what a unit. I as much as nothing would give me more pleasure than to see them not win the NBA championship. It's kind of like, how do they not win the NBA championship? I, I don't understand. If they don't make it to the finals, if not win the chip, yeah, you're going against, you know, defending chance of the Bucks, but at the same time, they don't have the fucking depth that no. these guys have. And then on the opposite side of that, still in the Eastern Conference, we're talking about the Nets, and they're always going to be a contender, but I don't see anyone in the West really giving them the business. Maybe no. maybe the Jazz will bam them up a few, few games out of the series, but... Other than that, that team's looking really nice. I mean, they got some old heads on it. Don't get me wrong. They could play. But these motherfuckers are jumping out the gym and still shooting that thing. Yeah. And still shooting that thing. And then you also have Rondo back, too. I believe so, yeah. With that with that mindset, with his unselfish play. Yeah. And then, <laughs> let me go on the other side of that. Then you have Russell Westbrook. That's going to be the triple-double king. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these players, they know what's, like, up for grabs right now, and they're just gonna do what they have to do just to go win that ship. They're gonna do what they're gonna have to do to win that ship because, like, you gotta think if this is not the year, there's pretty much no other year that they're gonna have. Yeah, 100%. Time to, like, this is get this, you this know is so their year. Like, there's gonna be no other time for them to get this. This That's what I think about it. Yeah, dude, I think it's gonna be kind of crazy. I'm just curious because now, you know, it, it was LA, LA was LeBron's team. The first couple of years, but now they've added so many personalities and not like light personalities, like very strong personalities. You know what I'm saying? Like KD is a personality, cool. Harden's kind of whatever. Like, you know, I'm talking about the Nets, but like, bro, Russell Westbrook, like, he is a lot. Rondo, he gets pissed off everything. Did you see the press conference the other day? Was it, was that the other day or was that, because I saw a press conference where Rondo was like, Oh, like how's it feel to be back to be LeBron or whatever? And he was like fake crying, like, "Oh, did they miss me?" Like, oh. and I'm just like, "Okay, that's curious on how that's gonna be in the lock, like in the locker room." Mel's the boy; he already understands after being the Blazers, like his role, bro. He's coming off the bench; he's doing his thing. Don't in no way, shape, or form is Mel trying to step out, but right, dudes on that team, but have been through a lot of things. So I'm curious to see how well and how fast. I mean, they're going to be; they're all. Freak athletes, so I think they're gonna blend well. Yeah, yeah. Curious to see how long it will take them to get that, you know, championship team. You feel me? I feel like they will just have to break it down into sections. Like obviously, there's gonna be the five that starts the game, and then you know you got the bench players come off. But like, I feel like it's gonna be like a whole damn team substitution at that point. Because if you look at their depth, like they have motherfuckers that can go all the way down to the third string with it. Oh, for sure. And, and you know what I'm saying? Actually, like, every single actually, position. Like, it, it, it's up there. Like, I can see that actually happening. And so my thought process of how this season will play out is first team go out there, find all the people who can gel with each other. The second team, they're going to have to be the same thing. But also, you have to consider, yo, who's going to be my shooter guy? Who's going to be the defender out here? Who's actually going to be the rebounding big? And who's going to be the scoring big? Because, like, those people are all out there. AD, the scoring big. You got Dwight. The defending big. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. You got, all right, let's go to the guards now. We got Rondo, the assist. You know what I'm saying? The defense. Opposite of that, we got Russell Russell Russell. You know what I'm saying? Triple-double king out here. So, like, 
you have all that. You have all these like pieces in play. It's just how you're going to manage it. And I find that <laughs> if you just break it down into like group one, group two, group three, that they'll have the highest level of success. I mean, I I hate giving LeBron any credit for anything, but I will say that he does seem to be one of the best suited personalities and figures in the league to take on a group of uh, strong personalities and manage them and keep them kind of all in check. Because I feel like when you got the greatest dude on, you know, in the game telling you, you know, what to do when, you know, keeping you in check, it's kind of tough to say, you know, anything, you know what I mean? Like right. that's, that's the thing is like when you get to the NBA, like, or even not just the NBA, but like when you get to, I feel like any professional league, like I feel like with anybody, there's a line that can start to get drawn where it's like, you got some people who are really good leaders, right. but they're not necessarily like the best players on the team. Right? right. And when you were in like high school, college, like growing up, those dudes, they could still get like respected and they had their impact. But like, I feel like when you get to the pros, sometimes for some people that have big egos, like those dudes, they don't carry the same weight because it's like, dude, you can't play like I can. I don't want to hear what you got to say. Right. So it's like LeBron, when he's saying it, what, what is anyone going to say to him? You know what you I mean? You really can't. You can't say anything. You really can't. You can't. So I don't know. I'll give him. I'll give him the credit and say that I do think if there's one dude who can keep that team in check, it's him. Right. Maybe him and Chris Paul. But like, yeah, I I do. I am curious to see how that all works out with all the big yeah. personalities. And I just wish. I don't know. We did have a couple years where we got to go into the basketball season not knowing who the inevitable champ was going to be already. For a while, remember we was either Golden State. Or Cleveland, Golden State of Cleveland. Too many years. Too many years. Too many and years too many. Ago. And then we had finally had a couple years where it said, wow, it's basketball again. Anybody can win. It's anybody's game. And now it's back to one or two teams. LA or Brooklyn. See, LA or Brooklyn. I know, but the thing is, like, it kind of discourages me a little bit because For sure. we're back to the super teams. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I thought it was annoying, just like you were saying, Justin. It's like going back and forth. Golden State, OKC, freaking the Heat, and just kind of going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And I'm like, I don't want to watch the same guys no. keep going back. It's like watching Alabama go to the state, cha- like go to the national championships over and over again. Like we get it. Like yeah. y'all are gonna probably win, but like you know, we want to see more. We want to see more. And I liked it when it was like everyone had that those the duos right. every. Had a duo, yeah, yeah. That's why you knew everybody had a shot, Thanks. and it's like Lakers State Super Team. And what I see you say, there's I don't know how you're not making the championship. We got the Nets, it's like, hi, if you guys are healthy, I don't know how you make it far. Thanks. And then it's like, okay, the Heat's gonna try with defense, but fuck Kyle Lowry. I mean, uh, Kyle, Lowry, you know, <laughs> he's a good flopping athlete, but it's fine. <laughs> and then you know what I'm saying, but like, then look yeah. at it. Like, who, who, what teams have the depth. The depth that the Lakers have. So it's just like now we're back to super team that everyone's gonna jump on the two or three or four teams there is, and it's gonna happen. They're gonna try and maybe lose a game or two in the playoffs and then come back and just oh wow, we're great. I don't know. And that's what they need, but like in the NBA, they they have to continue to shake shit up. I mean, they are definitely a players league and like players are gonna go and sign where they wanna go and be with friends or Whatever the situation is, being close to family, but it's just like, yo, make this a competition. Make it, make it interesting. For sure, you know, competitive. Like, no, no, yeah, of course, competitive, but like, make it interesting for the fans. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you can go to a team that's already stacked, 
and then just go get your easy ring and then just ride off into the sunset. But it's like, yo, where's the grit? Where's the determination? Exactly. Where's where's the dame fucking time at? You know what I'm saying? This dude's doing it by himself up there in Portland year after year. And still people don't want to come and sign with him. He's showing the loyalty. He's straight up showing you the loyalty and nobody still wants to go up there with him. And that's a uh-huh. fucking problem. Yep. Because everybody wants to just go and get coddled by LeBron. Be your own goddamn man. Yeah, the ship is going to be easy, but fuck. Was it really worth it? I mean, that's honestly, that's one of the things, though, that I feel like it becomes such an issue, too, is like you look at a team like Portland and like a, a guy like Damon, it's like how at a certain point, is, Port, is a team like Portland just screwed because they're like Portland and they're not L.A. or Miami or New York or like Chicago? You know but what I mean? But you're still right there. To yeah, oh, yeah, you know yeah. What I'm no, I, I, I get I've you. I've definitely you know? been to Portland. Shout out to all my old UNA teammates. We already know about Portland. But anyway, it's the fact <laughs> Ooh, that like Portland, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a nice <laughs> city. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. little people, a little weird up there. Don't get me wrong. I watched that show they Portlandia. Are Portlandia. Yeah, 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 I watched yeah, that show Portlandia like... with Fred and them. But yeah. uh, they are weird and different. But still, it's a it's a good spot to be at to like actually grow and you know establish like, yo, this is where we're going to win championships. This is where things are going to get done. And why? Because we saw Dame stick it out the whole time here and was balling. I'd, I'd like to see him give it up and come to Boston, though. <laughs> I, oh, I'm not going to be mad at that. Yeah, I, will be yeah, mad I at think that. we can all agree on that one. Oh, yeah. shit. Oh, man. But, like, dude, we got teams, you know, making moves. We got a lot of guys trying to figure out where they want to be next. But, like, how about this dude, Ben Simmons, just not showing up? And I get not it. Show up. Continue to not trade. show up. Fuck that. See, the thing I don't get about Ben Simmons is that it doesn't. I, I'm not getting any kind of idea or thoughts that the 76ers don't want him back. And it seems like the team's coming around. And what? How Joel Joel Embiid had a conference the other day, right? Basically trying to say that you know, like we're, you know, we're trying to stop the rumors now. Like you know, we love him. He's our guy and everything. But Ben Simmons is still not showing up. And I know he's, one, not asking for real money after that last playoff, you know, playoff run. I know he's not asking for real money. It's just, you know, he's obviously not playing to his potential. And it's like, by him not showing up, is he blaming the organization? I think he's asking, didn't he ask for a trade? You know what I'm saying? Because it can't be himself. Because if he was blaming himself and wants to get better, he would show up for practice with the team. You know what I'm saying? No, I feel that. Did he ask for a trade? I don't know. I'm tr- I'm trying to think. I don't know if he ever officially asked. But you heard of something like that, though, right? I, you know, there's, I mean, there's rumors. There's no, always yeah, rumors. but I'm saying, like, as of this week, like, I heard some, you know, just because the Joe B situation. Like, he had the whole conference going on, and they were saying, like, yo, we want him. But I swore I saw something earlier this week that said Ben demanded for a trade. Even though the whole organization wanted him back, you know what I'm saying? They want him back. They, want they don't back. want to get rid of him. No, not, not at all. And that's why I'm like, I, I don't know what the hell's going on in the fucking PR world up there, but they got to figure that shit out, man. Clearly, there's a lot going on. Yeah. You know, after last season's kind of issues. Debacle? Yeah. This game, I mean, like this like process of them trying to figure out their team. I like what you did there, the process. I think the Philadelphians should continue to trust the process. I think the process is done. The process I think it's, is done, bro. 
process is over. What you got about this? You've waited long enough and you're still lost. They've been talking about the process for over five years now. I'm straight on the process. The process did not work. Man, I'm a big process is over. I'm a big believer that any process, I don't care what team you are, the process this, the process that. The process has to start with somebody who's mentally tough enough to take on the role of being a star player in a professional sports organization, right? And I really think with Ben Simmons, what it comes down to is not his athleticism. It's not his God-given talents. It's up here. It's up here. And that's something that very few people can get taught or overcome if they don't have it. And so at a certain point, I've seen enough of what I need to see out of Ben Simmons to say he does not have it up here to be the star go-to player leading a franchise. He might be able to be, he might be a great complimentary player. You might be able to throw him on the court with two other superstars and when all eyes on on him, you know, I mean, I, granted, he did have Joel Embiid, but I don't know. He's 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 not going to be a go-to guy. No. He doesn't have it. He's not, you know, he can't step up and hit a clutch shot. He's not going to, you know, win you a game seven. He doesn't have it, and that's not so. I, there's not something the process is going to fix. As a reminder to all the listeners out there, in that last playoff uh, series that they were involved in, it was only Seth, not Steph, Seth, his little brother, and Joel who scored in any of the fourth quarters for that whole series. Is that true? That's a, that's Just the two of them that. score? That's, that's an actual fact in the fourth quarter. It game. wasn't? That's an actual wasn't? statistic. That's an actual statistic? That's an actual statistic, that's bro. That's disgusting. I, I watched that's it and I'm like, crazy. Just so everybody oh. can know. Absolutely disgusting. Yeah. Wasn't Joel Bede kind of hurt too, but because they were... They bro, were just, his knee was done. He was so hurt, but like because everyone else was being so soft, he kept playing. Shout out to my... Yes. Brother, bro, that's what happened. Just become a Rune Ace. You know how it is. Don't be. But, but think about it. That man was hurt. He was being, he was decrepit. And then all of a sudden, but he was the only one doing anything for them because Ben Simmons was mentally just not there. Freaking everyone else was kind of falling to pieces. And I thought, I really saw the process like leaving their face. Like they were failing the process at that moment, crumbly, you know? So. Bro. Just straight up crumbling. Yeah, I feel bad for Joel and B. He deserves a he deserves a better counterpart. On, He's uh, different as, as a point. And player, then MVP yeah. candidate that just can't with the, with the All Star team that fails to be All Stars. If that makes sense, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, a hundred percent. And if you're if you're that organization, you can't spend years trying to fix what's not what can't be fixed. What's already broken. You have to say, hey, damn, we thought we had a championship roster. Turns out we don't. Some of these players aren't going to be able to perform up to what we thought, and we got to move on while Joel and B is still young, healthy, and you know, in his prime. It's that, simple as that. You know, I mean, it's just oh, straight up as simple on. as that. Uh-oh. Oh, hold on, Gord. <laughs> Your battery's oh running low. The, the battery's oh, running low. Man. You good? Oh shit! Save him! Save him! Hey, oh, we outside. Oh, we good, baby. We back. <laughs> you thought you can get rid of me? Get out of here. I got revived like he playing Call of Duty Woo. or some shit. There it is. Oh, snap. Hey, uh-uh. speaking Wait, of smash. saving asses, bro. Tucker's kick. <laughs> Tucker's Ye- kick in Detroit. <laughs> that man is bad, bro. Bad. That man is so bad that I got to tell these people. He got me 19 points in fucking fantasy. Crazy. 19. A kicker getting you 19 goddamn points in fantasy football? 
Unheard of. That boy should go in the Hall of Fame right now. Not right just, fucking just ice in his veins. And opera singer, don't you forget. He is. He got them vocals, too. He's actually an opera singer? Yeah. Oh. 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 He got them vocals, too. Justin Tuck. I see some clips about him. I actually didn't know that. Yeah, no. he's, a, he's, a, he's a dude. He's a dude, dude. Bro. Honestly, bro, I he love literally that. studied opera music. He's and a cold motherfucker. Like, like, and he did it one time in an interview I saw like a couple of years ago. Yep. He's actually wicked good. It's, it's incredible. You this would never dude. know. He's on this shit, man. Oh, I believe yeah, it. He's on this shit. Wow. He's a he's a weirdo, but he's he's crazy dope. But like, man, what was it? 66, 67 yards? 66 yards. 66 yards. NFL record. was 64. NFL. Yeah, I believe the previous was 64, bro. Yeah. And it was just crazy. And it's funny because we're watching this game and he goes for that kick. And my 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 boy was like, "There's no way he makes it." And I'm like, "We're having a Sunday fun day. We're hammered. There's a very high chance this is gonna work right here." I don't know. <laughs> Every things work out when you're drunk, just so you know. Uh, don't listen to that, kids. Don't listen to this, bro. So thanks. He goes with his kick, and it's spinning. It's going. It's going. And now I hear his boink, and I'm like, "Yeah, is it gonna fall forward?" And it like, ding, 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 and goes through. I'm like, no way. From that camera angle, bro, I couldn't see shit. I just saw no. it go up, yep. and then it just went down. I was like, I don't know where the ball is. The refs are just looking at each other. Yeah. And I just saw the hand slowly go. I was like, holy shit, this, this boy is cold, man. Crazy. Just crazy. No. The Ravens are having a hell of a fucking first, what, quarter of the season? I mean, they... Uh, uh, no, it's not the first quarter of the season. It's 17 yeah, that's games. That's right. You're right. We're on to 17. We're on 17. I mean, look, they're, they def- they, they're basically like a fumble away from being 3-0. and And that's after all these injuries that they've had. And like, so many you know, injuries. It's kind of crazy. But uh, I don't know. Look, I, I've said for a long time, I think John Harbaugh is one of the best coaches in football. I really do. Shout out to the Harbaugh uh, yeah, for yeah. sure. I, I like. I, I really like. Uh, I really like them, and I think the Ravens are just always like. They're they're always a team that's competitive. They just find sure. a way to compete. You know what I mean? Oh, like, without a doubt. They've without just, a doubt. They've stayed relative and competitive over the years. Like even when they haven't had much to work with, and they just find a way to like be scrappy right. and stay in games. So, yeah, I think this year, obviously, I think a lot of us, you know, they were pretty heavy favorites to to make a run on you know come out of the AFC and do some damage, you know. At least in the playoffs, but now you know they lost their three starting running backs. They yeah. lost their uh, best, you know, their number one cornerback. So tough road for them, but they're two and one. They're yes. winning some tough football ways. games. Yeah, they're finding. That's ways. what you got to do, right? They're finding. See, ways. I'm looking at them, and I mean they're they're starting off real hot, but longevity, I don't see it. I think I think they might sneak into the playoffs. I mean, no, they're they're probably gonna make yeah, it. Yeah, I was gonna say I think they might go. But you know, they're probably gonna make it to the playoffs. But Hobbit. I don't yeah. winning a Super Bowl. No, I don't no, see them no, winning no. a Super Bowl. You know, just because the injuries and like you gotta think about it, right? Look at all the injuries where they were, man. They were all practice stuff. Like you know, what I'm saying this is before these games, stuff like that. So like you gotta look at it. So this is it their practice fields that are hurting them? Who's hurt? Who's getting hurt? Who's not controlling practice to the event? If it's them hitting each other in practice, like who's what coaches are not slowing them down? Like what's going on? What's happening behind there that is leading up to all these injuries? Right. You got things, injuries, and you don't got personnel. Can't do anything. Yeah, you can't do anything at that point. But um, who hasn't been having a lot of injuries, still having a fucking tough, tough go at it? The Chiefs, bro. 
The Chiefs. The Chiefs. They they had a game Look, uh, it all crumbled. I've been saying this since day one. Crumbled. The Chiefs, everybody talks about the Chiefs like they're one of the best teams in football. And they have one they of the do. best offenses in football. For sure. But they have. Definitely have one of the best offenses. They have such a mediocre defense that at times is even below mediocre. average. That I don't even. But do you disagree? You think you think that's a good defense? I I mean I will never say they have the best defense, but I do love their secondary. The thing that Tyron Matthew and them boys are able to do is dope. But they do get run up on, and I can really blame. I'll probably blame the you know inside the box you know from a linebacker Facts. to a line. That's exactly standpoint. what's going on. But their their DBs. I think the DBs rock. I love their secondary. But when everything in the box, though, that's what needs to be adjusted and looked at. If you watch that game, bro, their fucking tackles and their nose guards and their linebackers, uh, I believe it was only one outside linebacker were just getting shoved any which direction they wanted to. Mm-hmm. That's why mm-hmm. Justin went – Justin Herbert. Yeah. Not you. Justin Herbert was so, like, easy to, like, look down the field, see, all right, boom, I have this zone open. All right, I have this zone open. I'm going to look off Tyran. He's going to go over there. I'm going to pass it back over the flats in the middle. We're going to get up, get a 15-yard game, boom. And, like, let's just keep going. And that's all they kept hitting with, like, the last two minutes of that game. And that's what got them in that position to win. 100%. Like, I mean, I, I just don't understand what's going on in KC. And um, I hope Andy Reid's doing a lot better. I saw that he got yo, off big facts. I saw that uh, he definitely did get card off of the game. Um, haven't heard anything or any other updates. So I'm going uh, to assume that's a good thing, a positive thing. Yeah, but, I think uh, so. They just need to I, uh, figure some shit out, man. I've heard some positive things about Andy Reid coming back, but I just really feel for him and his family, man. Like, yeah. there's just much shit going on with them yeah. like the son died last Super Bowl the other son getting an accident yeah. and him having problems being in the hospital man I just feel bad for the whole Reed family as a whole I hope they get better I hope things are being you know more prosperous for them and their health Thanks. which is they should definitely look into as well Thanks. but you know what you know, the Kansas City as a whole, they they have they have their own holes, but I definitely like what they do from their secondary. Um, but luckily, you know, they're probably, they're not the only team in the league working with their secondary right now. You know, else, I don't know who else is working. I don't, I don't know if you've noticed that man TB12 is doing all of the recruiting. That motherfucker's on that phone yeah. like Adam Shefty. Literally. <laughs> he's moving like Adam Shefty out what here. He does. Bro, he's yeah. literally he he said this is this is this is Tom Brady. Let me do it in the like boom boom boom. All right, what do we need this week? Oh damn. Okay, we, we need a tight end for next season. I, I got Gronk. Okay, ABS will like him. Hold on. All right, hold on. All right, we good. We good. You're taking minimal, right? All right, bet. All right, we got two guys. Oh wait, we need a, we need a DB. Something's going on back there. I think I know a guy. Hold on. Boop 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 boop. Hey, I know you're gonna tell the media that multiple people are looking at you, but we already know ain't nobody looking at you. Bring that ass for minimal. All right, let's get it. Boom. That's exactly what happened on all the accounts that he asked where you know it. Tom made a call, made it happen. He hey, said, "Look." I, I I just gotta say, like I'm very happy for Richard Sherman, bro. 
uh, he did a complete turnaround from the last time that we talked about this man or brought his name up. Because we were speculating like a motherfucker what yep. is going on in this man's life. And clearly some shit was going on for the fact that he was not on the team. Tom went out and got this man. And that's going to revitalize his whole fucking career again. And I promise you that. Because that's the same thing that happened with A.B. Look at him. Balling now. Got another Super Bowl down there. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is what Tom is made for. This is what he's in Tampa Bay for, to be a fucking recruiter. For when people go down in the season, like, hey, we got one of the greatest of all time, never do it. Yep. Don't you want to play with him for his potential last season? You're a great player. He's a great player. Let's make this work. And that's exactly what happened. So, once again, real quick, I just want to say, good for you, Richard Sherman. And uh, y'all do y'all thing down there. That's it. Yeah, I mean, that's the weakest part of their team, right? Their secondary. Big time. Pretty much. Yeah. So, Big time. I, I mean, what? Richard Sherman's what? He's 32, 33? He still got it. A little we'll say that. Yeah, he's a little bit old. Yeah, a little, he's a little old. Old, but we'll say he still got it. Yeah, it's, no, it's not Richard Sherman of his prime, but definitely a serviceable cornerback in, yes. in the NFL. For Veteran sure. leadership on exactly, that. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, he's yeah. won, he's won a Super Bowl, it. you know. Yeah. I need to get y'all's opinion. Because I like Richard Sherman being a big man of his stature and in the, in the DB position. And I've seen him, I've seen him make some plays. I do, you know, I do think his speed has come down a little bit. And that was problematic in some of them games for the 49ers and him just not being able to get to certain positions. And so that, you know, that's a little worrisome for me. Um, I do think he knows the game. He's brilliant, so he'll be able to put himself in the right spots. But I do think he'll, he's going to be late to some big plays. Um, I don't know if you guys have looked at, you know, Richard Sherman and, like, maybe seen his hips, seen how he kind of does his game. But, like, what are y'all's thoughts on Richard Sherman? What do you think he's going to be able to bring to the Buccaneers? I don't know if he's necessarily going to be that dude you can stick on the other team's best receiver and lock him down for the entire game. But he's definitely that dude that can help a little. You know, he can help be that veteran president, like Steve just said, uh, in the secondary. He can obviously come in and uh, you know be serviceable to the to the point where he's a better option than you know most free agent corners and most second and third string cornerbacks. So I think he's definitely a good depth piece and probably you know a good asset. That it, look, he's probably going to make a couple plays here and there too. We're probably going to see him you know have an impact in the team. Am I expecting him to be you know like a straight up game changer like shut down corner? You know he's comes in and makes the whole difference in their defense. No. But do I think it's a great move for them? Yeah, for sure. I believe he's going to play his position, play his role to the best of his ability. But beyond that, I think he's really going to be in here for play recognition for some of the other players. He's a he's a top quarterback, well, was a top quarterback in this league. You know, um, Some of the new guys or guys who are getting bounced around for different positions are going to need someone who's going to be like, hey, I know you did this last time, but like, yo, this is how it's supposed to be done here. Just because, like, what you said, Gordon, he lost. He lost a lot of speed. You know what I'm saying? Lost a lot of quickness as well. So the best thing he could do is set up other plays in that same position to be in the spots, to be in the position to make a play. You know what I'm saying? When shit does go down. But yeah, him being that top tier guy, stuck on the best receiver for the opposite team. Nah, that's that's over and done with. No. Yeah, a hundred percent. I agree. Um, especially, but like one of the things, like, what do you say? He's 32, 33. Yeah. He's been on some fantastic teams and he's done a lot. 
he's definitely going to be able to bring some guidance and bring some know-how on how to get better and how to help lead the, you know, that Buccaneers defense. Cause that's, I mean, they have a lot of experienced dudes on that team, especially on the D line, except from a linebacker standpoint, but I feel like from like a secondary, he's going to be able to bring some leadership to them and be able to help them get in the right direction. So I'm excited to see how that goes. Yeah. Richard Sherman, age 33. He is 33 years old. He'll be 34 in March. 34 in March. So they don't even have to worry about that at this time. They just got to get through this fucking not even 75% of the year. And then go uh, from there. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think it's going to be a good spot. I think it's going to be a good spot for him. Good placement. And uh, we know Tom's going to give him that one time for the one time talk. Yeah. Like, bro, you can't be wilding out here. He did the same thing to A.B. He really wasn't wilding out until he got off the squad. Then he got his ass right back in check when he got back on the squad in Tampa. We haven't heard mm. about A.B. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So I feel like we're going to hear that talk just because that's the kind of dope, uh, dude that Tom is. But um, fuck it. We speaking about Tom so much. We got the greatest game of the year coming up, folks. We got a Sunday night game. Justin, set us up. Oh, my God. All right, Sunday night. Sunday night, we got GOAT versus GOAT, right? We got the greatest quarterback to ever do it, Tom Brady, coming back to face his coach, his mentor, arguably the greatest coach to ever do it, Bill Belichick. Tom Brady coming back to Gillette, playing for the first time in Gillette, not in a Patriots uniform, and it's all happening on Sunday night football. It doesn't really get much better than that. It really doesn't. The only thing that's bumming me out a little bit. Who are you rooting for, bro? Because <laughs> I'm torn. Fuck all bro, that other shit. I, I, look, I have to, in my heart of heart, I have to root for the Patriots. Have to, right? I have, have to root to, for the Patriots. To. And to be honest, to, it's actually funny. I, a lot of people are like, you know, going to watch that game and like be sad. I'm going to be sad at the beginning. Then I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be angry that Tom Brady is not a Patriot. Like, I'm not going to sit there and watch that and think, oh, I wish he was still here. I'm going to sit there and be angry that he's not still here. So, first off, I'm rooting for the Patriots, okay? All right, all right, all right. right. I'm rooting for the Patriots, but he's not here. I get it's not really his fault, but he ain't here. So, Patriots, they're here. They're my team. I'll stick with them. I still love you, Tom, but I got to root for the Patriots. The other thing, though, that really kind of bugs me a little bit is I was really hoping when I looked at the Patriots' schedule, I think this is kind of what the NFL was trying to help them out with. They should be 2-1, and 3-0 and right now. And we should be looking at two teams that are either 2-1 and or 3-0 or and exactly battling and out. Yep. That's the only thing that bugs me a little bit is that we got both teams coming off of a loss. The Bucs just lost last week, yep. and the Patriots are disappointing, and they're 1-2. and two. It takes a little bit of the luster out of it, but at the end of the day, this is still the greatest football matchup, in theory, to ever happen. Could it be an awful game? For sure. For sure it could be an awful game. Yes, but sir, in theory, this is the most highly anticipated football game of all time. Gee, what you guys hey, say? Man. You've been itching. You've been itching. Hey, man. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching a lot of ESPN today. Volume off, obviously. I'm supposed to be on calls. Uh, but at the end of the day. Get this man a raise. It, you know, we talk about it being Bill versus Tom, the greatest coach versus the greatest player, but that's not it. That's not it. It's going to be Tom Brady and his New England Buccaneers. I mean, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, <laughs> New England Patriots. And if we really want to talk about matchups, 
we're going to talk about the GOAT and his new predecessor. Think about that. That's that's what we that's what we're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Because when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, the players are going to play. Bill's not playing. He's on the sideline. So let's see what Tom's going to do. He knows his games. He knows how he plays. Tom is smart. Let's see how he pick, you know, picks his uh, picks his boys and see what he does on the field, and, you know, and finds his guys. Matt Jones, he's a young man with a lot of potential. All right, he is very precise passes, and I think it's amazing. And it's hard for me to give a man so much credit. I really don't like giving people credit unless I have to. But this dude has that precision. What sucked, especially after watching last week, which makes me nervous. Dudes couldn't catch. It was like, ooh, ooh, dab. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes are dab in the middle of the field. Ain't you no really cam out be- there either, so you know something's wrong. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then, you know, you can't be playing cam for this. But it's I, one of the things that pissed me off because I had this dude on my team, Joe Smith. That dude could have had about three or four big plays but dude couldn't catch for his life. Couldn't catch a goddamn cold if it was standing him in the he face. He couldn't. Bro, the cold really, oh, my God. He could not catch a cold bro. to save his it was, it was just, it was terrible. That and was, yeah. But it's just, you know what? There's a lot of things to be had. There's a lot of things to be made. Honestly, at the end of the day, I think Tom and them are going to win. But defense, you know, especially that man Judon. Judon's looking good. Um, I'm gonna keep. I'm honestly, I'm gonna keep talking about Judon, especially him and his red long. I told you. I told you. That man is different. How you gonna wear a long sleeve? How you gonna do that in the warm weather? I tried to tell y'all that man's cold as shit, man. (laughs) That man was cold as shit. Oh yeah. You know. Go ahead. No, I well, I guess my thing is like, I initially I think, and maybe it's this way for a lot of Patriots fans. I was excited to see. Okay, how does Tom Brady play? And it for like you know when he comes back in a different uniform at Gillette with the Patriots fans you know cheering and Bill Belichick scheming on the other side of the ball nobody knows Tom better than Bill Belichick right at night too at night we also have to, I want to I want to get all the fucking things everything the prime like, time Sunday night game you're dude, the only game on you're you at night it's prime yes. time all yes. eyes on you the most anticipated game ever he's probably feeling more butterflies for this than he asked for some of his Super Bowls to be completely and that's honest that's exactly what I was about to piggyback on like bro this is the, the world stage is on you and it's not like you're a rookie it's not like anything like that like you're, you're the man everybody knows you're the man but you're going back and that's like going to see that one ex that you just couldn't let go and now you're finally about to go see her. And you're like, oh, shit, I'm, I'm kind of feeling nervous again. What the fuck you got to be nervous? I'm being attacked right now. Y'all hey, attacking. hey, hey, if you got attacked, you got attacked, now. brother. No one else. <laughs> nah, but, but, but real talk, is it's like that. It's exactly that feeling. Like, why the fuck am I nervous? I know I'm nervous. I shouldn't be nervous. I'm still fucking nervous. Like, we also have to put that in uh, speculation, too. Or actually to the forelight, because that's something that I don't think a lot of people are talking about. I've heard all the talks, you know, coming up and leading up to this game. Oh, it's about Bill. It's about Tom. But, yo, it's really about Tom coming back to the place that made him. Seeing all the fans that made him. You know what I'm saying? Running out of that tunnel for the other On the opposite side. Like, I've never ran out of the tunnel on this side before. The fuck is this feeling? So, like, you have to remember... All that shit is getting coincised and put into him and most importantly put into his mental 
where now he's not only just thinking about the plays and knowing that he has a little bit better players, but, yo, just those, like, first jittery feelings. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Coming back to where it all began. And that's where we, that's where we got to capitalize on maybe a hot start, have our defense come off firing, maybe force him into a turnover exactly. or something until he settles in and work a lead. Two quick things I want to I want to mention real quick with this yeah, game. Yeah, let's do it. The one thing that the, the storyline that I am increasingly more interested in seeing as, you know, obviously I want to see how Brady plays and how Belichick counters Brady and schemes for him. Thanks. But I'm very curious to see how young Mac Jones plays because let's forget everyone keeps talking about Brady versus Belichick Brady versus the Patriots the whole this and that everyone's forget right now that Mac Jones has to step into a primetime game on Sunday night in what is very much so almost a must win game or else you're going to be one and three and you're facing the dude who is not only the greatest of all time but literally he built your franchise and you are trying to fill his shoes right now you're going up against the greatest you're in his house you're playing for his coach for his team under center doing his job how does mac jones react that's the first big thing that i really really want to see the second thing though that it really doesn't feel like this but this is the reality of it after the first three weeks of the season you know everyone's talking about the buccaneers look incredible they're probably a shoe-in favorite to make it back to the super bowl you know that type of shit and people saying the patriots playing really disappointing, uh, lots of mistakes, like, you know, are, 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 are we out of it already? All, all, what's wrong with us? All that stuff. Couldn't be two opposite ends of the spectrum. Right. If we go in and win on Sunday night, not only did we just beat the Buccaneers, but now we're both 2-2. Two and two. Now the Buccaneers are 2-2, two and two, Tom, Tom Brady and the Bucs are 2-2, two and two, and Mac Jones and the Patriots are 2-2. Two and two. And at that point, everything gets balanced out. Everything gets balanced out. This is a huge, huge opportunity, and if the Patriots win, I don't think the rest of the NFL is going to be able, is, is is ready to wake up on Monday and say, "Oh, damn, the Bucks are five hundred, the Patriots are back to five hundred, and they just won." Like, what's going on? That could throw a lot of chaos into the NFL if the Patriots come out Sunday night and win. I'm gonna work back. I'm gonna work backwards from what you just said. The whole league is going to be shook if that ever happens. Because that would be two weeks in a row that Tom Brady lost a game. And not only did he just lose a game, he lost to Bill in Foxborough mm-hmm. under Mac. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the, the league is going to be put on notice and they're going to be fucking shaking in their boots. Right. On the opposite side of that, I don't think people are going to be taking Tampa Bay that seriously. You think? I really don't. Because they're going to be looking at like, oh, who do the Patriots play? They're going to look at the schedule. They're going to look at the little stats. That's how they're going to go about it. You know what I'm saying? Because I guarantee you, those people are not watching the pass game. No matter if they have red zone or if they're out of the state, whatever. Unless you're in the state you've been watching the games, you're like, oh, that shouldn't happen. Now they're going to give more discredit to the Tampa Bay Bucks. Right, right. But even more to my point of what you were saying, Mac is just a cold-blooded killer, bro. He's just a cold-blooded killer. When he scored his first touchdown. That man's cold. He is cold. That man is cold. And this is how I know he's cold. When he scored his first touchdown and they tried to give him the ball. He didn't want it. He didn't want it. He's like, no, I keep it. Like, I'm trying to win this game. That's the mentality that you want your fucking quarterback. Your My fault. Your franchise quarterback to have. Like, yeah, that was cool and all, but I'm trying to win this game. I'm trying to get more. I'm trying to get more. He's locked in. Lock the fuck in. in. You feel me? Lock the fuck in because he locked the gates mentally. Yeah. 
And I bet he wanted to physically lock the gate too because he was like, yo, I'm here to win a game. You guys drafted me this high to win games. Yeah. I'm going to go out and win games. Exactly. So that's the mentality that I believe that he has. And I feel like he's not going to get out of that shit because that's the type of person that he is. Like 100%. straight up, like he is that dude. 100%. And don't forget, look, we had a down year last year Thanks. and we had, a, we had a transition quarterback. It was COVID, man. You know, it was COVID year. It was, you know, a, a, a weird season. We didn't have an off season. We had a transition quarterback. Uh, and we missed the playoffs for the first time in a long time, right? But let's not forget that we're still the Patriots, and for the last two decades, we have a culture of winning Thanks. and a culture of performing. And not only just winning, winning at the highest level, whether that's big games, playoff games, conference championships, Super Bowls, right? Right. Mac Jones knows that, and he doesn't want to be patted on the back for no. throwing a touchdown no. or making the right read. He wants to win, okay? He wants to come in here, and he says he knows that as fans, we're, we're only going to pat our rookie quarterback on the back for making the right decision so long. And eventually so long. it's going to be, all right, cool. Now can you win? Can you take us to the playoffs? Can you take us to the Super Bowl? Uh, we're past the point. I think that for these first three games, they showed us what Matt can play. He's a smart decision maker, and he seems to be mentally tough and have a good head on his shoulders. Okay, so I'm very quickly moving past like the honeymoon stage of being like, "Wow, Mac, great job! You're showing me you can be an NFL quarterback." And now I'm very quickly pivoting towards, "All right, Mac, win a fucking game. Win a game because we got a great defense. We have, we have, we have weapons. We still got Bill Belichick, and we're the Patriots. Win a game, get me to the playoffs, make another run." You're absolutely right. We cannot forget that this man is coming from Alabama and he was still behind two of the other fucking top-tier quarterbacks in the league right now. Right. Not even talking about just for college. Like, they are the top-tier quarterbacks in the league right now. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Like, he has all that shit, and he's ready to prove it to everyone, I believe. I really believe that because he also knows that we're in New England, and we can only tolerate bullshit for so long. 100%. Because we're going to smell that shit from a mile away, and then we're going to address you on that shit. 100%. And after we address you, how are you going to handle that? How are you going to react? Exactly. Look, you know what I mean? we, we, as fans, we got to accept that. We're not going to be making the AFC Championship every year anymore Thanks. and winning you know, one out of every three Super Bowls. Those days are over, but... I feel bad for the dude who has to break that news to every right. to New England because right. that dude, that first dude that misses the playoffs a couple times or loses a few playoff games or falls short in the Super Bowl, they're gonna have a real rough welcoming as New England fans get used to what it's get get used to what it's like yeah. to be a fan of every other team exactly. in the NFL. So I really hope I hope Mac knows that and he's aware of the fact that hey man. I know that we know that you're not Tom. We also like to win around here. We expect Thanks, to win. Bro. So, yo, I gotta, I gotta, I'm so curious, right? I, I mean, this is a little bit away from the football side of things. Yeah. But how much money do you think Gillette Stadium and the Kraft Enterprises are gonna be making off this game? Uh, These kids are probably through the what? roof, dude. I saw some guys. They were like, oh, we got a couple tickets, uh, 800 a pop for two, 800 for one for each, 800 for each, or like, you know, for one of them. And it was just like, oh, we have like back level tickets. I'm like, yo, that's crazy. I I feel like the tickets either it's already either it's sold out. Or it's just, or it's just like almost impossible to pay for. Well, so I, I, I can speak to this because yeah, I've been following, I've been down. following the tickets very carefully, yeah, right? Write this one down. I a few to. months ago. 
the, this is actually kind of funny. So the f- a few months ago, the cheapest ticket you could find, like you said, for for like bleacher seats, right, was like a thousand dollars, eleven hundred bucks. That was the cheapest seat available in the market. He's not wrong. Oh my and God. I know people. I know people that paid upwards of twelve. 1500 even for a ticket, right? And that's not a club seat. That's not, you know, third row on the 50 yard line. That's up like a, there, that's bro. up there, right? 1500 bucks. So that's up there. This week, I've been monitoring the tickets very closely. They're dropping. You, you can get a ticket now for under $500. Still oh, very, wow. still very, still, sti- well, still very, wow. still very expensive, but it's very, look, very, very expensive. But Price when you put cool. it in the context that some of these dudes, Paid fifteen hundred bucks for this ticket a few months ago. I mean, it's kind of a steal <laughs> if you think about it. Most people, most people who paid for a ticket for this game, paid like seven fifty to a thousand or more. Yep. Most people. I'm not so, one of them. No, I, I no. <laughs> but I, I, I'm thinking about paying maybe three. Got or a four. whole lot of money. I'm not gonna lie. I'm th- seriously. If it gets to that point on Saturday night, I'm like, all right. I'm thinking about three or four, I three or four hundred, bro, to, to see the most anticipated like, game right, ever. I got a check. I'm looking at my phone yeah. like, I, I think I. That's three hundred dollars, right? Fuck yeah. it. Yeah, do it. Yeah, do let's it, do it, bro. The rest is Monday's problem. You know? <laughs> exactly. Like that's yeah. That's future Steve's problem. It's future Steve's problem. Yeah, exactly. Currency don't have to worry about it. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> future SK got to worry it is. about it. But yeah, I mean, no. and, oh yeah. But I mean, anyway, we got uh, honestly, that's pretty much the big topics that we wanted to get into. Uh, We're gonna have a lot more. Next yeah, week. we got a lot more next week. You know what? We we should worry about Justin's hairline next, and then we'll we'll start talking about next topics. <laughs> Why is he on your ass like that? Oh shit! I see that. I was like, "What you oh, talking you about?" Oh, yeah, he came up for fire, man. Man, you can see me through that computer. <laughs> All right, damn. All right, I guess that I guess that camera really must be picking you it up. Then. Damn. Oh okay, shit! Well, all right. Real quick before we go, just a couple other things. Aaron Rodgers back on track. Uh, leading a game-winning drive against San Fran and making a very intentional comment after the game with a big smile on his face saying, we're going to have fun on the plane ride home. We're going to enjoy this one. That uh, That's a man who is literally loving the fact that uh, everyone thought he was a bum. Week one came around. Everyone thought they knew he was a bum. And now he's like, nah. That boy tough Don't count me him. out. Yeah, he's tough. Don't you count me out. You know he wants to play. You know he wants to win. Don't count him out. 100%. Uh, and then also, too, real quick, Raiders still still coming out, beating Miami. Granted, they didn't have Tua, they but have, J- Jacoby yeah. balled out and did pretty much everything he could. Raiders still winning a tough game, being 3-0. A lot of people surprised about that. And then the Bengals went into, went to, went into Pittsburgh. Joe yeah. Burrow, them boys, that Bengals defense, everyone thought that was going to be the worst team in the division. Ben Roethlisberger is done. He's no. old. But Take Jamar Chase is, is on is the rise. Jacket. Get him out of there. Jamar Chase proving everybody wrong after people made on fun of him, including rise. us, some of us. We yeah. made fun of him too yeah. in the offseason, dropping balls, saying he couldn't see it without the white stripe. And that man is looking dangerous. Him and Joe Burrow, that connection is getting better. That Bengals defense is balling out. And here we go. They're heading to week four as the lone number one seed 
in the AFC North that when everyone part. thought they were going to be last. That part. That's right that's there. the big part to watch. Look, hey, it's only three games. A lot of shit happens in the NFL through three games. We've seen it before. Teams have started zero and three and then made the playoffs. Teams right. start three and zero and then not made the playoffs. Right. You know, we'll see. It's a long season, but couple surprises in the nfl things are looking good for for some of those young players uh other than that guys i think we basically we got a another great week of football coming up we got the Bengals and jaguars tomorrow night another big weekend and then obviously sunday night we got the bucks and the patriots the goat bowl uh, goat bowl we will uh we'll catch you guys obviously next week after that we'll have our thoughts takes on everything football related everything patriots and bucks related whatever else has been happening in sports in the meantime, you know where to catch us. Follow us on Instagram at the trenches underscore HB. Follow us on YouTube. Get out there and check us. View our videos. View our content. Check out the rest of the Hedge Better stuff, the rest of the Hedge Better shows. Give this guy, Don Gardon, a follow, a follow and a shout out at Worldwide Wines. Catch him doing his thing. Oh, no. Yeah, stop. catch this man doing his thing. That, yeah, catch Worldwide Wines. Catch that man doing his thing. Trust me, he, uh, <laughs> he knows what he's talking about. And, uh, We'll catch you next week. SK, Don Gordon, J Fine, The Trenches, presented by Hedge Better. We're out. Amen. Listen and follow, baby. Be easy. <laughs>